Welcome back to another one of these. It's America's team, America's team, however you want to say it. I'm Austin York. That's Tristan Rines, Dylan Reed. We've been away for a couple of weeks because, first of all, the NFL draft happened on a day that we were actually going to record one of these things. So we're going to bring you up a little up to speed about what we thought about how the Cowboys did. Also, take a look at just a couple of names, the undrafted free agents the Cowboys signed. And we're going to give you the very latest on our idea of how the Cowboys are going to finish because literally, as we're taping this, 30 minutes ago or an hour ago, the NFL dropped the schedule for the season, so we'll get a first-hand look at the Cowboys, who they're going to play, when they're going to play them. But first, I'll go ahead and uh, ask Tristan. He's to the right of me here. What did you think of the uh, Cowboys draft, how they did? I, I get a lot of mixed. When I look at national, I got people saying anywhere from they did an A to kind of a C-. minus. I don't get any kind of fail or D or anything like that. But some people were very impressed with the, the value picks. Others, not so much. Yeah, I, I I think I'd agree with that little bit of sentiment there at the end. There's a lot of value in a lot of these draft picks, right? I mean, round one, you had Mazzie Smith out of Michigan, the defensive lineman. We had mentioned a couple of times on this podcast uh, leading up to the NFL draft, uh, safe pick at 26, oh, yeah. in my personal opinion. I mean, the interior defensive line was a, a need position for the Dallas Cowboys. They needed to address that, and he does that. He's a big run stuffer. You can rotate him in with Hankins if you need to. He can really develop into something special, and even if he's not chasing down quarterbacks, he didn't really have a lot of sacks in college, he's able to stuff the run. The one Achilles heel of the Dallas Cowboys defense last year, uh, round two, the tight end out of Michigan as well, a fellow um, Wolverine, excuse me, uh, Luke Schoonmaker. Instant competitor for the starting tight end role, in my opinion. Smooth route runner, good hands. Reminds me kind of of a Dawson Knox or maybe even the Great departed. blocker, too, yeah. Yeah, or even the departed Dalton Schultz, who's now a Houston Texan. So, I mean, further down the list, round three, DeMarvion Overshawn. Uh, Overshown, excuse me. I mean, downhill runner, just the further you get down, obviously, the more you have to develop these guys. But who knows? Maybe he's competing for a starting role at some point. I mean, overall, I, I like the draft. I think they addressed a lot of positions that they needed the depth at and positions that they could very well find starters at. I think the only question I had is maybe who was on the board when they drafted these guys. That's the question. that I, I don't have a problem with any one of these picks, really. I think the only one, and I'm going to have to go back, but they, they moved up in round six to get a corner uh, from Southern Miss, and I, I'm completely uh, blanking on his name right Eric, now. Uh, Eric Scott Jr. Eric Scott, Jr., yeah. yeah. I, from what I'm seeing, that you could probably have gotten him as an undrafted free agent. So I don't know why they they did that. But again, I, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to the Cowboys because they're a lot better at, at this than I am. What were your first uh, impressions of the Cowboys? Or Dylan, did you were you surprised at what they did? Did uh, you think maybe they should have gone a different route in some of these picks? You know. I like the draft overall. I mean, grade, numbers, letters. I mean, I don't know, like a B or so. I mean, I wasn't didn't think it was the best draft I've ever seen, but they definitely got some good picks. I think we all like Mozzie Smith. He's awesome. I mean, you're like, you know, bottom of the league in stopping the run last year. What do you do? Get probably the best player in the entire draft at stuffing the run. So yeah, that's what I, don't I see heard anything, from most people. Yeah. I don't see anything wrong with that. I, I mean, I love a pass rusher just as much as anybody else does, but... We kind of have a boatload of them, and I mean, if you watch the reaction video of Micah Parsons, it's not just that Micah's an animated guy, it's that he realizes with a guy of that size, he's going to be taking up two offensive linemen almost every single time he's on the field, 
opening it up for those pass rushers. So love Mozzie. Uh, Luke, Shoemaker, I'm not super, super excited about, but I will say this. I will kind of lean on Will McClay here, say that he uh, analyzes players better than I do. And to me, if he can be a Dalton Schultz, like Tristan was saying, that's totally fine with me. That's great. That's who he's replacing. I just want him to come in and be the starter if he's going to be your second-round pick. Overshone, I mean, a little bit more of a developmental player than you might like in the third, but he's got a lot of promise, and I think that he could ultimately turn into the tight end, that, or I'm sorry, the linebacker that could cover a tight end. He doesn't do that right now. He's just a run stopper, but I think they can develop him into that. And I mean, I think this thing that stood out to everybody, almost more even than the Mozzie Smith pick, and actually he was taken even after Eric Scott Jr., a guy you thought might have gone undrafted, is Deuce Vaughn. Deuce is loose. Yeah, who I love, yeah. and uh, I think that's a fantastic pick. The, the only thing to me that really stands out as a negative in this draft, though, would be I would have loved to get Deuce and maybe even another running back. Because to yeah. me, my one concern here is that Deuce is like a smaller, faster version of Tony Pollard. And I feel like you really want a thunder and lightning with the Cowboys. And they didn't really get that thunder, that thumping running back. And I thought that they had multiple opportunities to do so. I think in the fourth round, you could have bagged yourself um, Bijan's partner, Roshan. So to me, it's just, I felt like and I, I would be down for Deuce and Roshan. You need multiple running backs in your backfield. And then as far as the Schoonmaker pick, what kind of pulls at me too is uh, a player was taken right after him in Tor- Torrance Osiris, who I liked a lot for the Cowboys. Who oh, I Osiris think... Torrance, you mean? The oh, I'm guard? sorry, yes, Osiris yeah, Torrance. Yeah, flip yeah, those, yeah, those words. Like... A little bit of a... Yeah, but that's the guy I would have actually preferred there to, in the second round. I think that, and we've talked about it before on this show, the Cowboys' offensive line... If you're playing Madden, I'm sure it's fine, but uh, we're talking about real football, and that line's not going to hold up for more than four or five games this year, so to have like a guy who you think would probably start on your line at some point this year would be a really nice thing, so that's why I want Shoemaker to be our number one guy, because to me, I'm like, you passed on a starting guard, so this guy needs to be your number one tight end, and if he's not kind of not a very good pick if he can't beat out Hendershot or Ferguson. Well, and that's the thing. When you look at the Cowboys, I think that they've they've proven that they take these guys that don't do what they expect them to do in college, and they, they allow them to do that. I don't think that anyone thought that Tyler Smith was going to be a guard at any point last year. He came in and did that. I don't think he ever played guard before. He came in and did that pretty well this last season before they moved him over to tackle. You look at uh, – are talking about Dalton Schultz. I remember him coming out of Stanford, and the knock on him was they don't throw at Stanford. They th- yeah. they ran the ball. He had good hands when they threw to him, but he didn't really get thrown the ball all that much. That's kind of what Schoonmaker – he's a much better blocker, much better athlete than Dalton Schultz. And he comes from a similar type offense where they're not really throwing him the ball that much. When you look at it, he has the ability to do that. Overshone is the one that I'm really most curious about because he is just pure athlete. Yeah. And great. He's raw. Yeah, oh, very yeah. raw. Very and raw. Dan Quinn loves those kind of tweeners that, that you don't really know. Uh, he could play safety, but he can also bunch up at the line there. I, I think that one's going to be that, – that to pick it to me is the most intriguing. The sexiest one is Deuce Vaughn. I love the way they did it, getting his dad on the mm-hmm. thing. If that doesn't – Tuck at your heartstrings, and you don't have a spine, man. Get out of here. I mean, I so I think that's going to be fun. 
But like with you guys, I would have liked to seen maybe a, a, an offensive lineman yes. a little higher up. Where there are some undrafted free agents, uh, and I, I just looked at this list quickly because, again, the Cowboys do have an ability to pick guys that normally people aren't looking at. Malik Davis mm-hmm. was an undrafted free agent. He's still on the team. Yep. Uh, Cooper Rush, who Cooper Rush, saved yeah, the season goodness. last year, and he Hinder was an shot, undrafted yeah. free agent. And then uh, I'm, I'm blanking. Oh, and Hendershot, yeah. he's our third tight end who, who played a significant role last year. Is there some guys that, that you saw, and I, I know that I have a one at least that, that pops right out. Is there anyone that, that you're looking at, Dylan, that, that possibly could be a guy that, that could make this team? Sure. It, it's a guy we talked about uh, before we even went on here. It's the fullback because that's a position that the Cowboys, unlike a lot that's of other— Hunter Aluki. Hunter, a, yeah. A, well, they list him as a running back. He's basically a big fullback exactly. from North Dakota State. Not and, seen a lot of him, but I've seen his highlight. Really looks great. Yeah, and it's just they're one of the few teams that'll still carry a fullback, and for good reason. And I think, especially like how I we mentioned earlier, we were all kind of hoping for maybe a little bit more of a punchy, punch you in the face, not bursty speed style runner or running back, and we didn't really get that. So closest thing to it, maybe a fullback. Now he won't run the ball for you like maybe a Roshan would, but will he provide? That extra almost secondary tight end style role for you, yeah, he will, and he'll provide that kind of blocking. And like I said, there's like four or five teams in the NFL that even really carry a fullback anymore. So I think it's pretty fair to say if they and bring in yeah, a fullback, that's kind yeah. of a Mike McCarthy thing, isn't it? Didn't he? I mean, he's a, yes. a fullback kind of uh, West Coast style that would that would fit. Anyone that you that you looked at that you were saying, well, maybe this guy could make the team. I mean. I have to agree with you guys. I hate to do the, the, the very easy route here, but carrying a fullback for a guy like Tony Pollard and a guy like mm-hmm. Deuce Vaughn down the depth Need chart, it. right? These guys are not breaking tackles immediately after they get handed the ball, right? So opening up your pocket, so to speak, opening up those running lanes, having an extra fullback to come in there and charge through and just pile drive linebackers, theoretically speaking, is going to help open up more of those rushing lanes for these guys that maybe aren't so, you know, prototypical between the tackles, right? So you don't have that big thunder to complement the lightning. All yeah. the Cowboys have right now is a lot of lightning. I, I like that generally as the as the undrafted free agent signing. This guy looks like a guy who could very well make the team. I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if he's on the 53, 55-man roster, what you will. Um, that, that'd be my guy. To go uh, to. And I'm picking two guys now because I just looked at this. Maybe I cheated a little bit and and, and... – didn't give you guys the homework, but I looked at one guy that you were talking about guard, mm-hmm. T.J. Bass from Oregon. He was a guard they picked up, and I, I saw this guy. You were talking about guard. The Cowboys are real lean at guard. This guy uh, was an honorable mention as an all-Pac-12. Uh, Pac I call it Pac-10 because that's when I went there. Yeah, not anymore. At, at left guard in 2020. Uh, so he, he did get a lot of looks. He was supposed to be like a fifth, sixth-round pick in a lot of people's eyes. He obviously didn't get picked, and he, he dropped. That's a t- guy that could make the team. Also, this linebacker, his outside linebacker, Tyrus Wheat from Mississippi State. Uh, he was in Dan Brugler's mock. He had him going in the fourth round. He has a lot of uh, sacking ability there, has made uh, kind of a name for himself in the SEC. So I think both those guys kind of are exciting for the Dallas Cowboys uh, looking forward. We saw the big release of the schedule today. 
And this is what I kind of wanted to go through and look early on. Now, this is way too early to do. Yeah. Let's let's be honest here. Mm-hmm. Knee-jerk reaction. But if we're looking at it, anything jump out at you in the schedule? I'll start with you, Dylan. When you just see it without looking at it, too, and just looking through the mm-hmm. name before thinking about when you play and when, what, what, are, what are you looking at? What jumps out at you? Well, I mean, just flat out overall, I always every year – do a nice little knee jerk, just instant winner loss, just for fun. And then I compare it to you know the Vegas line. This year they have us at what they've had us at for I, I mean the last several years, and that's nine point five wins. So they predict that we're going to go ten and seven this year. Um, I marked us out at twelve and five. Uh, what stands out to me is obviously starting in back to back, starting with back to back New York teams, getting back to open up with the Giants. Hey, whether it's here or in New York, I love that. Love, love, love opening up in New York Giants. I mean, they're not uh, see, the Eagles. See, I'm the exact but... opposite. I'm, like, so bored with that game. No, I don't no, know why. I love now, it, gets, man. pops a rating. The NFL loves it. But... Yeah. I, I, and, and, and maybe it's because now that Eli Manning is retired, I, like, hate him less. And so now that I hate Eli Manning less, for some reason I like this rivalry more. And so and then right game two you play Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. I here. think we, we play him here. It's our season opener. And I think this will finally be the time. He had to go to another team. I think this will finally be the time when the Cowboys can exact that just brewing hatred, revenge that we all have. We all hate Aaron Rodgers so much. I think he comes here with his new team, gets his ass handed to him. So, I mean, that stands out to me. Then, obviously, later in the year, another thing that stands out, 13, 14, 15, 16, you go... God, you go Seattle, Philadelphia, Buffalo, Miami. You get Detroit at the end there, hoping that the hoping that you know Dan Campbell has them not rallying to some kind of thing. So that might be an even tougher game than we expect. So that stretch from thirteen to sixteen, especially. I mean, I've got to be honest. That does concern me a little bit as a Cowboys fan, just because that's towards the end of your season. That's a lot of tough games. Buffalo, that's a really, really tough game. Miami. In December. Buffalo, in de- you, you know how mm-hmm. cold it's going to be Yeah, gonna that's going to be. You're probably going to be playing in snow. I don't remember the last time the Cowboys played in snow and played well. I yeah. Don't, uh, you, if somebody has a game out there, remember it. I can't really. I mean, maybe. I mean, to be honest with you, was the uh, was the Zeke Pittsburgh game? Was that a snow game? Yeah, it wasn't a snow game. I know mm-hmm. it was cold, but it wasn't yeah. a snow game. I mean, there was no snow on the field, so this is most likely going to be. It'd be an game. L for me. I mean, I mean, and I love the Cowboys, but that's just what I think. So you've got them. You've got Miami. I mean, if two is not there, you can probably win that game. If he is, I don't know. Seattle might surprise you. You hate playing Philadelphia, sandwiched in between Seattle and Buffalo. I don't know. To me. That very end of the season, thank God you get Washington in Week 18 as a palate cleanser, but that's a really, really tough end of the season. So that's what stands out to me the most is that 13 to 16 stretch. I mean, as a Cowboys fan, that's how your season ends. That's how could you not be a little worried? What about you there, Tristan? Did something jump out at you? Did you think, wow? Yeah, what do you think? Is this a good schedule for the Cowboys? Is it play into the Cowboys' hands, or is this going to be... This is going to be... I mean, yeah, you you really laid it out there. That last little chunk of the mm-hmm. schedule, you're yeah. going into playoff territory. You're, yeah. The NFC East this year, it's going to be incredibly competitive be between so the Eagles and the Giants have obviously got a couple of pieces. Washington, I mean... They're a little bit further down the packing yeah. order there, but you know they're always competitive yeah, at, still, at some capacity. Still, you know... Um, as you get closer and closer to the NFL playoff picture, right? Dallas trying to push and pull within their own division, probably for just playoff positioning. 
you got a big stretch there. Now, yeah. but let's take a look at the early part of the season, though. Obviously, the Giants came to open up the year. That's always just a classic, you yes. know, season opener, uh, as far as I can remember anyway. The Jets game, man, Aaron Rodgers Mouth in wandering. Dallas once again. The old nemesis. He's still wearing green, just yeah. a little di- <laughs> bit of a different shade. It's darker. And my Patriots heart hope that he hopes that he loses. But mm-hmm. that Jets team, man, on paper, obviously, looks really good. They had some good pieces last year, just didn't have the quarterback play. Now they got the quarterback play. They and that's that, that should be incredibly worrying. I I if you're a fantasy football owner, uh or prospective owner this year, I think Garrett Wilson's the big buy because he could very well become the next Devontae Adams with Rodgers. I think that week two matchup, man, if I'm looking at the first maybe five or six weeks, that is to me the big matchup for the Cowboys. Well, you look at this, there's no doubt, and we'll go through it in, in, in a second, but I just think, I don't care, this team has not won a Super Bowl in forever. Mm-hmm. This team has failed to get past the divisional round in forever, mm-hmm. since the 90s. They still have seven, when you're talking about seven primetime games. Now, well, there's seven of, or six of them that start at seven or later, and at the last game of the season is at Washington, and that's to be determined most likely the NFL, unless that's just total joke, which I don't think it will be, will make that into a night game or at least a Saturday game, mm-hmm. which would make the Cowboys the only game in town. They're consistently the money. It doesn't matter what the, I mean, they are the money. And you look at it, at each year I always say, how many noon games do the Cowboys play? Let's just flip on this so the Very Texans few. down <laughs> south. They have all noon games except for two. They have no primetime games. So we've got two noon games all year. We got uh, five 325 games, and the most of those are going to be the game of the week. Like you mentioned, the Jets, yeah. that was here in Dallas. That's going to be the biggest game in town. Yeah. The NFL consistently shows you who they're, where they believe the money is going to be, and they always bet on Dallas. They always bet on that star. Bet. And when I look at that schedule – Every year they got only one Monday night football game. They've got three Sunday night football games, but you always know they're going to get the maximum. They're basically going to get the they're going to get seven primetime games basically. And that they're only supposed to have five, but the way things work out and then not even really talking about that Thanksgiving Day game, which mm-hmm. is always a re- I mean essentially it's just, primetime too. The NFL mm-hmm. is yeah. absolutely Obsessed with the Cowboys, and for good reason. All right, here's a nut-cutting time, I guess, as they say on the farm. Going through all of it, we're going to start week one in New York. We'll go Dylan first, and then we'll switch and go the other way. New York Giants on the road, win or loss? It's a win. Win Win. for Dylan. Yep. Tristan? I'll say it's a win. Okay. I believe believe that's going to be a win. Uh, I think the Giants are like the Jets are going to have a lot of momentum in this season coming in, but I think it's a win. So one, one, and one. What do know? Next week we just already talked about it. The Jets. Mm-hmm. This is Aaron and the Jets. Big time in Dallas. Forget the rivalry that Aaron has, but this is just going to be a Jets team that has a lot of momentum coming in. This or expectations are at least going to be sky high. How do you see this one going? This is another W for the Dallas Cowboys. All right. Two and oh. I'm gonna disagree. I think yeah. I think it's gonna be Nemesis time. I'm I'm taking Aaron Rodgers in week two. You know, I, I these early season games are so hard to predict. 
But I, I can go ahead and see the Cowboys losing one of these games. The Cowboys mm-hmm. always lose a game that they shouldn't or yes. or, or anything, maybe even win a game that they shouldn't. But I'm, I'm going to go 1-1 on this one as well. So just remember how many wins you got. All right. Mm-hmm. I've already got it. Right all right. Here. Week three, I don't think this is too bad. In Arizona, Dallas, do we all have a win here? Yep. yep. Yeah. All right. I'm <laughs> yeah, the same come on, way. kidding me? Call of Duty boy, come is on. Kyle, is Kyler Murray going to be healthy? Yeah, the double XP uh, weekend, we're going to be fine. I don't even know if it's going to matter. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it could be already mathematically eliminated in week three. <laughs> All right, we got week four, New England coming yeah. to town. Always a Bill Belichick, <laughs> uh, always a guy I never overlook, in Dallas. Still a win for me, and, and it's no disrespect to Bill Belichick or the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, I, as a Patriots fan, it hurts to say it, but I just don't see this team offensively outmatching the Cowboys. They're so not there I'm going, yet. I'm going They're Dallas. I'm going yeah, Dallas. Yeah, I, I think the same. It's not the same. And we don't know who the quarterback is. Mac Jones. They, they, it's going to be Mac. Don't. <laughs> it's going to be Mac, but we don't know if it's going to be old Mac. And so here's a big game that everyone circled. This was got leaked out early. Yeah. And this is probably. Well, it's not. The, I don't know if it's the biggest first test, but it's going to be the biggest test thus far in the season. In San Francisco against those hated Niners, week five, this is Sunday night football. Dylan, what are you going? First loss of the season for me. All right. Second loss of the season for me. You know, this is one of those games where I really have to know the quarterback because I'm not necessarily sold on either one of those guys. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that I really do think Dallas is going to be – this is one of those games where all of those guys – the, figure, the differences between these Cowboys, and we got to get under. They got dogs in them, man. They want to win. They've got oh, yeah. more competitiveness than they have in years. I think they go to San Francisco and pull out this victory. I would love it. Uh, so I'm going with my fourth win of the season. The uh, this game kind of worries me. This next one, Monday Night Football in Los Angeles, not against the Rams, but the Chargers. Yeah, I, this is, and I hate, I hate it because I love Dallas, right? Uh, but I do have back-to-back losses here. I, I have them losing. All right. What about you, Tristan? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely set up like a trap game. Chargers have a really well-put-together squad. And they got Kellen Moore, by the way. Yeah, I was thinking a those weak spots. I'm going to go the Chargers here as well. I hate to be the sour egg 3-3 and so far. You know, I think that this is where the Cowboys are. This is going to be the toughest game or stretch because I think if they do come off a win of that 49ers, they better not be thinking, hey, we're the best team in the NFC and then get beat by the Chargers. I'm going to think that they're going to lose, though. I, yeah. I just don't see them being able. That's a tough stretch. New England, I don't care what, San Francisco and, and Chargers. they got a bye week, which is good. Yeah. They come back with another Los Angeles team at home this time against the Rams. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone yeah. thinking the Rams are going to pull no, this no, upset? No. 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 no I, they've been trying to move their pieces this offseason. I don't really yeah. see it. I'm taking yeah, the Cowboys that's there. That's a tank team. All yeah, right, yeah. So I'm picking, for me, that's a fifth uh, win of the season. All right, this is where uh, it really gets good. They go to Philadelphia. They hated Eagles, probably the NFC favorite this year, yeah. I would I would think. Uh, in Philadelphia, what have you? Well, I have them losing this matchup against Philadelphia. So, you like last year, you think they're going to lose on the road? Mm-hmm, yep. Yeah, it's it's hostile environment, man. Philly, they're gonna they have a nasty pass rush. This toxic and fan at this base. point in the off in the season, like you predicted, the Cowboys line not being there. I mean, I'm I'm gonna take Philly as well. This would be right at the time that Tyron Smith is down. This <laughs> yeah. is right at the time that you should have drafted Torrance in the second round. I'm just saying. I, I think I have to say the same. Right now, on paper, I don't think that there's a better roster 
in my no. opinion, than Philadelphia. I don't, I don't think that's really debatable. Especially defensively. God. Yeah, so again, we'll have team. to see how it, it plays out. Your head case boy, Jalen Carter, already seems to be having some problems. So we'll see <laughs> so. If, he can, if that can continue. But I don't see them winning. All right, then they go uh, New York Giants come to town. Another divisional game, back-to-back mm-hmm. weeks. Any, any reason that the Cowboys lose this one? No, it's a sweep for me. This and and I think the Giants have gotten better. I don't. It's not the same team. They've gotten better. I've got way more respect for the Giants this year than I did last year. But I, this is a sweep for me still. Yeah, I'm going to go Cowboys here as well. They're gonna they're gonna get their fifth win of the season for me here. Yeah, all right. I'm going their sixth win. I think they win. And I will say this about the Giants. I think they take a major step back this year. I think last year they completely overachieved. And while they got better than last year's squad, they're going to realize they still have a lot of holes to fill. A lot more growing they're to gonna, do. They're going to come back down to earth a little bit uh, in that one. So it's a sixth win for me. All right, then they go to Carolina. Bryce Young, I don't know if he's the savior. I think Carolina's <laughs> actually, I like what they did in the draft and all, but. They're just too, they're just too far too behind young, at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Too, yeah. too fresh. Yeah, definitely a W for me. All right, that's the seventh for me as well. Washington, in comes to <laughs> Dallas. This is on Turkey Day. When the Cowboys, uh, boy, they've had a lot of historically great games against the Redskins slash Commanders on Thanksgiving Day. How do you see this one? Yep, yep. Washington furthest behind in our division, so that's a W for me. I'm going to agree there. Cowboys are, what, they've strung together a few wins here, so Mm -hmm. they're finding their seventh win here to me. All right, I got them going for their eighth win, and they do (laughs) get it. Then they have another game at home. This is another Thursday night game against Mm -hmm. the Seattle Seahawks. What do you think? I think a win, but I I think a tough win. I'm not dismissing the Seahawks. I I recognize that they're a good team, and I don't think that's an easy win, but it is a win for me. Yeah, I'm going to say the same as well. Their defense is a little more lacking, in my opinion. Cowboys, a lot of firepower on the offensive side, so Dallas wins at home here. I think so, too. I think much like the Giants, I think the Seattle was a little bit— I'm still. I Go love Gino. Skis. I love what he did last year. I still don't necessarily know if this is the guy that, that you know is going to be a repeat of the year before. So I'm going to go ahead and say that Dallas wins their ninth. All right, Philadelphia coming to Dallas. This is probably this is uh, another Sunday night game. Mm-hmm. Probably going to pop a huge rating. How could it not be? <laughs> yeah, where is this the time you think Dallas? This gets is the right win. Yeah, this is they split. Yeah, they're going to win this game for me. All right. I think Philly sweeps, unfortunately. Sweeps, all yeah. Right. Yeah, well. This is, again, this is one It's so hard to predict because I don't know how these two teams are going to look at that time. Obviously, that's what makes this fun. I do think it's going to, the Cowboys are, to me, are too good to get bullied by the same this team. I think they're closer in rosters than people think. Especially, I think their coaching staff right now might be superior to Philadelphia's, in my opinion. Philadelphia lost two their defensive and offensive coordinators, so they're going to look different this year. I think the Cowboys win this one, get their uh, 10th win of the year. All right, this is one that to me gets tough. a tough one. You want to talk about a difference a, a, a couple of weeks makes. First of all, you go to Buffalo in December. That's going to be December 17th. How say you? I mean, Buffalo is still, I don't care who you are, they're going to be tough to beat at home. That's, you know, and I think the Cowboys are going to be better than they were last year, but I mean, I still see how you come out of Buffalo with a win there. That's a loss. It's, like you said, it, it's, it's probably going to be man. snow. Yeah. yeah, it's you have a dome team going to cold, blistery Buffalo in the middle yeah. of winter. Can't see it happening. No Sorry. Way. Yeah, I, I think that one might be, unless the Cowboys have, at this point, the best running attack in the NFL. I'm yeah. not sure, which could happen, uh, but I, I'm not sure how they pull out this one. 
So I'm going to go ahead and give them a W. Then they go to Miami, which on, in December is a great time of year. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the day before Christmas. Hopefully they can deliver a package. What do you think? You know, we're so unsure about who the signal caller is going to be, especially at that point in the season. And just like we mentioned, you know, the Cowboys are going to win games you think they're going to win or aren't going to win and lose games you think they're going to win. So here's my maybe you don't think they're going to win game because I think they're going to beat the Dolphins. I think this will be probably be one of those like closer games that anybody likes to expect. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say Dallas here for their ninth win, uh, and my bracket, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I look at Miami and I I don't know what to make of them. I don't know if they're, they're and because you don't know what to make of Tua. That's really what it comes down to. Like you mentioned, if this is going to be the Tua that played great at the beginning of the year, it could be trouble. I don't necessarily think so. I think the Cowboys win this game for their eleventh. This is the one I, I have may, way more concern about than the, the Miami game was the next game, which is at home against the Detroit Lions, who, I mean, I think they're America's sweetheart right now team. The NFL yeah. seems to love them. They're giving them, what, five? I think they gave them the max uh, primetime game or three or four games. Either way, Good. they're opening That's the season. <laughs> They've earned it, man. Yeah, yeah man. I, I like them, yeah. I, I got to say, but do they beat the Cowboys at home? You got to remember both these teams probably playing for something. Oh yeah. At this point, uh, well, just like the Jets win is a surprise, the uh, the Detroit loss call for me is a surprise too. You're, you've got to you're, you're gonna you're gonna have one game in the year where you're gonna say to yourself, every single columnist and football head's gonna say that's a W for Dallas. I'm gonna put my leg out there and say Dan Campbell's gonna rally the troops. I hate to see it. But, yeah, I think the Detroit Lions are going to beat the Dallas Cowboys uh, in Week 17. I'm actually going to agree with you here, too. Yeah. They they love rallying around Dan Campbell. That team's hey, passionate. I love Dan Campbell. Everybody loves Dan Campbell. <laughs> um, but Detroit's a lot better than I think people are still giving them credit yeah. for. Last year, one of the best, better offensive teams in football. Yes, they were. I, I'm, I'm going to take Detroit here. You know what? I think that, that that's probably the case unless, again, it's so hard to predict. I don't know what these two teams are p- playing for. But Dallas does – tend to lose i have only given them one crazy loss they tend to lose sometimes those close ones uh or a game i think this is going to be close even though i do like the way mike mccarthy has them uh winning the games they're supposed to win i don't know that they would be even absolutely favored in this at, yeah. at, at this point it would be maybe cowboys two three point uh, favorites i think yeah. maybe just because the home so I'm going to go ahead and give them a, a loss on this. And the final game at Washington. That's a W for We yeah. always say W. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, it's it's the final week of the season. Yeah, but Washington's resting. not really playing anything. <laughs> but on my on my side of things, they only have nine wins going into this game. So yeah. Washington could very well try to play a spoiler, yeah. try to keep Dallas out of a potential wild card situation. Because let's be fair, I think Philly's probably going to lead the division this year. That's, That's the just fa- my they should opinion. be the favorites. They should be, but I think yeah, Dallas should be able to handle the Commanders at this point. And you say they win too? Yep. So how many wins is that for you? That's twelve and five on the season. I got ten. That's twelve. So it looks like all of us are at least thinking the Cowboys are going to win double-digit games. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and I, I that take would the ten be, over. That would be the first time. <laughs> yeah, that's the line. Nine and a half over. Yep. Yeah. You, you took it. You took ten, twelve. There 12. it is. So you got three years straight of if this plays out like we think. Yeah. Double-digit wins. Now, we know that a lot of, lot can happen. I think if, if you had said at the beginning of the last year's team, the Cowboys going to win 12 games, nobody would have said that. There was a lot of pessimism going in this season. 
I don't know. This season seems to be a lot, a little bit more optimism than it oh, was yeah. last. I mean, uh, and heck, between now and November, October, even December, a, a lot of injuries could happen around the entire NFL. It could completely shake oh, yeah. up how the mm-hmm. schedule looks. But that's why we do this right now. All right, you heard it. I'm saying 12. Dylan's saying 12. Tristan's saying 10. Either way, you can take the over/under and the Vegas odds there for the Cowboys' win total. And we're going to let you go for this week, and next week we will be back for more America's Team. I'm Austin York, Tristan Rhines, Dylan Reed. Until then, have a good one.